I got to thinking today of, of some great men that I've known, like the Carl Rollins, Preacher Robinson, they called him the singing preacher, Preacher Lamb when I was a boy, and many others of these old timers that preached the word of God. And I thought about the world knows nothing about them really. Really, just our local communities and people know about these great men of God. But I thought about John the Baptist here and what the world thought of him at that time. And he was just one voice crying in the wilderness, really. And really, if you get to study in his life, what stands out the most was the reason he was put in prison. He was put in prison for telling the truth. It's unlawful for you to have your brother's wife. Yeah, but he had him, made him mad, put him in prison, had him beheaded. Yeah, think about this now. One voice crying in the wilderness stirred all of this up. But yet this one voice was the one that Jesus was baptized by. Amen. So unto God tonight... This man, this one voice, this one that was crying in the wilderness, this one that didn't have anything earthly, was very important to God Almighty. And I just wonder how he's faring in heaven today. All of those kings and kingdoms have come and gone, and in hell they lifted their eyes. But here this man had nothing on this side, but now he's got everything on the other side. I don't know about you, but I'd rather have the eternal things uh, than the temporal things, amen. I, you can have a big name here if you want to, amen. I'd rather have my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, amen. Listen, he came proclaiming, proclaiming the way of salvation. And a lot of people, did you notice how many groups of people asked him, what must I do? people that should have known what to do. Amen. And here he is crying in the wilderness. Are you with me? Look in verse 2. Annas and Caiaphas being the high priest, notice who they are. The word of God came unto John. Now wait a minute. Why didn't he come to the high priest? They were the high priest in man's eyes, but evidently God didn't have much association with them. Amen. The word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. What was this all about? Listen, when the word of God comes to anybody. Now, we have in our Bible people we call minor prophets because they didn't have much writing in this book. Hey, they made the book. They ain't minor in my eyes. They ain't minor in God's eyes. Amen. God thought enough of them to put them in the book. Now, I said that to say this. God thinks enough of you to put your name in the book. In the book of life. Amen. Amen. Now, you think about that. He is one crying in the wilderness about salvation. It came to him. Didn't come to the high priest. Amen. What was he preaching? Repentance. Now, (laughs) 
You ain't going to like what I got to say, and a lot of folks ain't. That's all right. There's a whole bunch out there right now, high priests that need repentance. There's a whole lot of them standing behind pulpits today that need to repent and get right with God. They're not in the book. They ain't nowhere close to the book. Amen. They're preaching whatever, whenever, wherever, whatever. Whatever brings the most people, whatever gets the biggest crowd, whatever will get the biggest offering, that's what they're preaching. I even heard a guy the other day say on the radio that he kept a record of every message that he preached on the radio and what kind of response it got. And if it got a good response, he'd go back and preach it again. Yeah, I thought, well, he's just organizing it his way. He ain't asking God what God wants. He just saying what the big numbers was and said, hey, I need to preach that again. I'm getting a lot of donations. I'm getting a lot of converts or whatever. But he wasn't asking God. John, this, this guy that had a camel skin girded about him, eating locusts and wild honey, and the word of God came to him before it come to the decked out priest, set in high position, because John was preaching repentance. And these guys were preaching tradition. Amen. If you do it this way, everything will be all right. Oh, my. Notice something else in that verse number six. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. What is he saying? He is preaching to all of them. Stay with me just for a second. The high priest only preached to their secular group. John was preaching to all about repentance. Amen. I want to say this to everybody. You better not exclude nobody. Amen. You better preach to all the people because God's going to hold you accountable for that. Now listen, I, I know some of you are not preachers that's listening, but you better not have them divided either. Amen. I mean the church is for all folks. Repentance is for all. John was preaching right and they were not. Are you with me? <laughs> Look in verse number 7. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him. Notice what he said. O generation of what? Vipers. Who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come? What was he saying? He revealing the needs that they had. They had a need. You know the trouble with most church folk? They ain't never got lost to get saved. You got to get lost to get saved. These folks was going by tradition. If we come in and wash our hands a certain way, we put our money in a plate a certain way, if we do this a certain way, that's all that's required. That's a bunch of hogwash. Because if it ain't from your heart, God will not accept it. Amen. He said the multitude. Not just one or two, but the multitude of people that was there. Amen. Are you with me? Say amen. Look at verse 12. Then came also the publicans to be baptized and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? You know what I really got out of this scripture that I've read to you? 
If they didn't truly believe, why were they coming to be baptized anyway? Amen? A whole lot of people go to church, but not a whole lot are saved. A whole lot sit on the pew every week, but not a whole lot of them right with God. And they'll follow the crowd. Amen? God help us in this day and hour, people following the crowds. Amen? Uh, who was it? It was Chris talking about the Christian monkey. Well, you know some other group had to have a Christian monkey because one group done had it, listen to me, and people were talking about it, so somebody else had to get a monkey. Amen. Isn't that sad that people will follow anything but God and the Word of God and the ways of God? They're so easily distracted the publicans come to be baptized and said, what must we do? Now, there's two ways to look at that. Were they repenting or were they following the crowd? What must I do to be saved? Repent of my sins. What must I do to be right with God? Continue to keep his commandments. Amen. That's the only thing that will keep you right with God is stay in the commandments and the things that God has told us to do. Are you with me? And he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed to you. <laughs> I guess that leaves out a whole lot of TV evangelists today that says 1995 and we'll pray for you and 2995 we'll anoint and pray for you. Amen. But isn't that the way we think sometimes as a congregation of people? Oh, I give $100 or to get a bigger blessing. Well, you only made 10000 this week. You only really owed 1000 But just because you gave a $100 bill, you think God ought to do something special for you. Well, the little widow's might was more than all because she gave all. Amen. Now think about it. How many people is minded that way? Uh, my church ought to think highly of me. I pay a lot of tithes. Well, are you saved? Did you pay tithes to be recognized or did you pay tithes because God asked you to pay what you owe? Amen. Listen, I don't want nobody to know what I pay in tithes. Ain't none of their business. God knows. Amen. I'm going to answer to God, not to you. But a lot of folks that pays tithes want everybody to know what they pay. Oh, God, help us to realize, amen, the publicans, he said, don't extract more than you're supposed to. Are you with me? Mm. <laughs> Verse 14, and the soldiers likewise demanded of him, did you catch that? Saying, what shall we do? <laughs> I want to say this. I got to say it. You know them soldiers standing there saying, yeah, they rob people. They get more money than they're supposed to get. And then he turns around and wants to demand, what must I do? I ain't robbed nobody, he said, Right? I ain't took no money that I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> he said unto them, do violence to no man. 
You need to study that day and that hour that we're talking about because a lot of the soldiers would get together and just beat up people for the fun of it. Yeah. They'd get together and maybe beat up somebody and take their wife or their stock. Yeah. Those things happened. You think it ain't still happening? Yes, it is. <laughs> Let's look at verse 16. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latches of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John saying, I'm putting water on you, praying that God will forgive you, but there's one coming that's going to put the Holy Ghost on you. If you've ever had the Holy Ghost on you, you know the fire he's talking about. Amen. Hey, <clears throat> he's talking about a Savior coming. Amen. Now, think about what's fixing to happen. He's fixing to baptize the Savior. Amen. I just wonder what it felt like to hold Jesus in your hands and baptize him. Ain't no wonder the heavens opened up. Amen. Amen. I wonder what John was doing when the Lord was talking from heaven. This is my beloved son. Oh, you know Jesus told God, said, don't holler, just whisper. I'm sure it was a whisper that shook the ground when he spoke. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm crazy. I just think of things like that. What did it feel like to hold Jesus in your hand and baptize? When you saw him coming, you knew who he was. He said, I need to be baptized to you. And Jesus said, no, it's got to be fulfilled of the scriptures. You've got to baptize me. Aren't you glad that he fulfills the scriptures? Oh, God be with us. <laughs> hey, he's mightier than John. He's got the power. Now listen, we're just talking about the starting of his ministry and heaven's already opening up. Holy Ghost descended like a dove. Voice out of heaven began to speak. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to follow somebody. I want to follow somebody that can open up heaven and God Almighty speak in their behalf. Amen. I, I, we done got the publicans. We done got the priests. We done got the soldiers. We got all of them. And all of a sudden, heaven begins to speak. Hmm. Thank God for that. John said, he's mightier than I am. Because he said there in verse 17, whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat into his garner, but the shaft he will burn with fire unquenchable. He's talking about hell, folks. He's talking about, hey, if you're not on the right side and your wheat, your chaff, and you're going to be burned up. What is he talking about? Judgment. You think God can't look and see whether you're a wheat kernel or shaft? Hey, I'm dumber than a rock and I know the difference there. All you got to do is throw it up in the air and the shaft blow away. Woo! 
Boy, you know what a thought I just had right there? Look how many is blown away from church in the last 14, 16, 18 months. They got thrown up in the air and they blew away with the wind. They, they did not land back in the church. Woo, thank you, Jesus, for letting me be wheat that I can land back in the church. Amen. Thank you for the joy of thy salvation. Listen, if you only have joy in yourself for church, you'll never make it. You need the joy of his salvation. Amen. You can be a good church goer and still go to hell. Am I right? Verse 21, now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. John had baptized him. Jesus began to pray. Now you think his prayer didn't touch the hem of the garment when heaven opens up? Ooh, the father said, wait a minute, my son's talking. <laughs> Part the... <laughs> I'm going to have a running fit. You better hold a mule a while. Can't you see God saying to a couple of angels, part them clouds, let me look down on them. And the Holy Ghost descending out of heaven like a dove. I, that may not excite you, but it does me. To think that when Jesus prayed, now I'm getting to a point if you'll stay with me just a minute. When Jesus prayed, Heaven took notice. And not only took notice, but sent the Holy Ghost descending like a dove. Now do you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed for you. Reckon heaven didn't take notice? Yes, heaven took notice. Yeah, heaven took notice of it. He said, Father... These that you've given me, you know them. Amen. You think God don't know who's saved and who's lost? Amen. You may have everybody in the church fool. But you ain't got God fool. Verse 21 there, when Jesus was praying, I wish they'd recorded what he said. Don't you? I, I wonder if he hadn't started praying already for the things that was fixing to come. Are you with me? In verse 22, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. Now, now hold on just a minute. I'm not the brightest bulb in the box. You've got the publicans, you've got the soldiers, you've got the priest, and heaven opens up, descending out of heaven, you can see it in a bodily shape, a dove lighting on this man named Jesus, and a voice out of heaven saying, this is my beloved son. Now hold on a minute, why did they not believe then? Why did they not? I, I mean, I'm, I'm puzzled by that. 
They were looking for a sign. If that ain't a big enough sign, folks, I don't know what is. If we go out here in the yard ever and I begin to pray and the heavens part and the voice out of heaven begins to speak and you don't follow it, friend, you're going to hell with your eyes closed. Why did they not get converted? Now there's another thing I want you to notice in this scripture. They were baptized. All of them. Well, why didn't that open up their eyes of understanding and say, yes, this is God's beloved son. This is a promised Messiah. Amen. The same way that preachers preach every week in church and they hear but they never see. Or they see the hand of God move in healing folks and saving folks and they still don't believe. And the Lord said, even though one rose from the dead, they will not believe. So what would it take for you to be a believer? Are you with me? Say amen. He said, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape, like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. You know, I've often wondered why those words are not in red. That's God speaking. So why ain't they in red? I, I don't know. I can't answer that. I mean, they ought to be in crimson red or something. I mean, that's the voice of God. <laughs> God help us. I know I'm stretching it. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit descended there in the top of that verse and the Father speaking in the bottom. Now, did you notice in verse number 23? And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age. Why is that so important? Being as it was supposed, the son of Joseph, which was son of Hiel. 30 is the age that you started, you could become a priest. And what is God saying? This is my beloved son. I'm well pleased. He's starting his ministry. 30 years old. Now think about it. He knows right now he's only got three and a half years to do the work of God. And he'll be crucified. He's known that for a while now. Go back to when he was teaching at 12 in the temple. He knew then he was born to die. He knew he was God in the flesh come to mankind because he knew who he was. He knew what he was. He knew what he had to do. And he knew who he was doing it for. He was doing it for you and I, friend. It wasn't for his salvation. It was for our salvation. It was for our understanding that we might be enlightened that this is the Son of God. How do you know that? Well, everything he'd done lined up with Scripture. He didn't do nothing that didn't line up with the Scripture. So what are we going to say? Now, I, I read all this tonight and said all I said to get you to understand one thing. One voice crying in the wilderness can make a real difference. 
You may be that one voice. You may be that. I've often thought about this when I got saved and, and began to see things biblically instead of carnally. Somebody had to preach to get all these men of God saved down through the years. Can you tell me the name of the man that preached the message that Billy Graham got saved under? He's this one voice crying in the wilderness. Right? And look what became from his messages. One of the greatest evangelists that the world has ever known. The Billy Sundays. Who preached and got him saved. We don't hear nothing about who preached the message that got them saved. They were just one voice crying in the wilderness. You might be the one voice that would speak to somebody. Hey, you ain't got to preach it, just speak it. How many remember the truck driving preacher? He was preaching in Atlanta and every day he got on the elevator. Big fancy place said, put him up. The guy stood there and asked you what floor. And every day he said, the wages of sin is death. And that's all he said to the doorman every day. The last day of his revival, he got in there and he said, the wages of sin is death. And the doorman said, yes, and the gift of God is eternal life. (laughs) That's all he said the whole week. He didn't say, are you saved? He just said, the wages of sin is death. Just one voice crying in the wilderness. And that doorman got saved. And proclaimed it, but the gift of God is eternal life. You might be the voice. You might be sitting here tonight listening by the airwaves. You might be the only voice that ever mentions Jesus to them. John was a nobody in the world's eyes because he didn't have no church. You notice, I noticed that when I was not a pastor. First thing most people say is, where you pastor? I don't, I'm an evangelist. Oh, like I was a second class citizen or something. I, that's the truth, folks. You ask preachers when they say, oh, I'm not pastoring anywhere. People say, oh. They're saying, I don't listen to you. You can't even get a church. John didn't have a church. No. He didn't have nobody to sing or take up an offering. He didn't have no choir director. He was just preaching repentance. One voice crying in the wilderness. I'd like for you to be that one voice for God. Crying in the wilderness. Because you're going to see people that I'll never see. You're going to have opportunities I'll never have. You're going to be in position where you can that I'll never be in that position. John was chosen to do the job. Now, let let me back up just a second. Does anybody know who John the Baptist was to begin with? Mary, the mother of Jesus' cousin, who was already pregnant when Jesus was in the womb John was already six months in the womb. 
and he leaped at the salutation of Mary in the womb. Now think about that. What was that? Don't you, I know I'm, I'm stretching your imagination. Don't you wonder what the Holy Spirit said to that baby to make it leap in the womb? Don't tell me that babies don't know things in that womb. They do, because there's a great example of it. John the Baptist leaped in his mother's womb at the very presence of a pregnant Mary. You can be a voice, one crying in the wilderness, let's stand. If you go back and read chapter 1 of Luke, you'll find all that out. Zacharias was his daddy. He actually asked the Lord, said, I'm too old to have a baby. Yeah, go back and read it. My wife's too old to have a child. I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you're going to be dumb not be able to speak. That baby's born. Now, I don't know about you. <laughs> Hold on a minute. He was a preacher. And for a preacher not to speak a word for nine months, come on. They wired my jaw shut six months and I still talked. Wouldn't you like to go to church and not be able to speak a word? I got to preach to an old preacher down at, at Morganton. And he couldn't talk. His health was pretty good. He would walk into the service every night. And he cried the whole service that I preached. Every time I preached, he cried. You know why he's crying? Because he couldn't say a word. So he done what he could. He cried. I just wonder what he was saying under his breath. God touch him. God bless him. God anoint him. You know he was. One crying in the wilderness. Will you be that one? Let's stand. Every head bow and every eye closed. And if you need to pray. Would you step forward and pray right now? Father, let these that's heard the sound of my voice tonight be that one that'll cry in the wilderness, Lord, behalf of Jesus our Lord and Savior. I pray, God, that they'll realize how important they really are as one individual, one, Lord, one that's saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost of God, and, God, you have given them a purpose. Or you said confession. Confess with your mouth. Lord God, let us confess it. As John was baptized in there, who said, Lord, there's one coming that I ain't even worthy to unlatch his shoes. God, let us realize it's all about Jesus. But Lord, he needs our voice to cry in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way. Lord, tonight do that. Prepare the way, Lord. Prepare the Lord for every heart here to understand how much they are needed in the family of God to be used. Lord, let those that heard my voice tonight be encouraged to do the same we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One voice crying in the wilderness. You ever been in a place that was unfamiliar and maybe you were a little out of sorts or something and you began to hear a voice 
that was familiar. Amen. When you hear a familiar voice, there's a comfort comes, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Especially if you're in trouble. Amen. But let me tell you the other side. If you've done wrong and you hear a familiar voice, you know what's coming next too, don't you? <laughs> Lord, help us. I love all of you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray.